Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Ukraine war prompts Europe's new emergency rules for the Internet. The Digital Service Act has granted the European Commission unprecedented power over tech companies in times of war. By Morgan Meeker. In the early morning hours on April 23rd, the European Union, or EU, approved a law that would allow authorities to impose a state of emergency on social media sites, search engines, and online marketplaces. The crisis mechanism was among a long set of rules in the Digital Services Act, which aims to make the Internet safer. Prompted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it will give authorities in the bloc significant influence over how major tech platforms with more than 45 million EU users, such as Facebook, TikTok, and Amazon, are run during pandemics and wars. It was agreed that when a crisis occurs, such as a public security or health threat, the Commission may require very large platforms to limit any urgent threats on its platforms, says Hena Virkunen, a Finnish member of European Parliament, or MEP, from the European People's Party, who took part in the negotiations. The landmark rules will also hand European authorities new powers to force tech companies to be more transparent about how their algorithms work, to remove more content or products defined as illegal, and to restrict advertising based on a sensitive information, such as race, sexual orientation, or political affiliation. Dark patterns and advertising targeted at children will be banned. Fines for platforms that don't comply can reach as high as 6% of global turnover. The European Commission, headed by President Ursula von der Leyen, will be in charge of enforcement, effectively ending a system in which Ireland, the country where most big tech platforms have their European headquarters, is home to the only regulator able to enforce the rules. Europe's 27 member states will also have more influence over content moderation on platforms like Facebook and YouTube. Any national authority will be able to request that illegal content be removed, regardless of where the platform is established in Europe, said European official Thierry Breton before negotiations had concluded and just hours before the new rules were agreed upon in Brussels. Within the broad package of rules, the crisis mechanism was also the most controversial. It looks like the war in Ukraine created a political opportunity for advocates of tighter restrictions to push their agenda, said Daphne Keller, platform regulation director at Stanford's Cyber Policy Center. That's pretty normal politics if bad law. 
Tech platforms played a significant role in shaping the public's response to both the coronavirus pandemic and the war in Ukraine. EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell described Russian disinformation about Ukraine spreading on the European internet as a direct threat to European security. Amazon said in February 2020 that it had banned sales of more than a million products on its platforms that promised to cure or protect people from the coronavirus. Until now, there has been no law in Europe enabling authorities to intervene in platforms' policies when the bloc faces threats to public health or security. When EU lawmakers wanted to ban media outlets deemed to be spreading Russian propaganda in response to the invasion of Ukraine, such as Sputnik and RT, they leaned on the sanctions regime and platforms' willingness to cooperate. We cannot rely solely on platforms' goodwill when facing crises, pandemics, or wars, said Breton. We have seen how important a role the platforms have had in Ukraine. So if there is some kind of crisis, we need to have some tools because we don't have any legislation for that, says Virkunin. There could be some other kind of crisis where we don't have sanctions. However, critics of the crisis mechanism are concerned that it concentrates too much power in the hands of the European Commission. Facebook should not be making important decisions about the global information space alone, says Jean Penfrat senior policy advisor at the Brussels-based digital rights group EDRI. But at the same time, we don't want the European executive, which is a very political body, under a lot of pressure from member states, especially in crisis situations, to be the sole institution to decide this either. Although European lawmakers have reached a political agreement on the Digital Services Act, the regulation's language and technical details have yet to be finalized and there is still uncertainty about what powers the Commission will have over tech platforms in times of crisis. The text agreed to in negotiations suggests the Commission could recommend changes to Facebook or TikTok's terms of service and to the way platforms moderate or rank content. It could also force platforms to put government-approved information at the top of search results, says Penfrat. Facebook, Amazon, and TikTok declined to comment on the new rules. Google did not reply to a request for comment. Our main issue with the crisis mechanism was from the onset that it would give extensive powers to the European Commission without appropriate checks and balances, says Romain Dignon, policy officer at Dot Europe, a lobbying group that counts Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Google, Apple, and Amazon among its members. Dignon adds that the measure's late introduction made it very difficult to debate. Wikipedia was also concerned that the crisis mechanism would force the platform to interfere with the content decisions that are usually made by the website's community, according to Jan Gerlach, public policy director at Wikimedia, Wikipedia's nonprofit parent organization. For others, the crisis mechanism feels too broad. What the commission can require the platforms to do is not set out specifically, so it can be very far-reaching, says German MEP Patrick Breyer from the group of the Greens European Free Alliance. The definition of an emergency is really wide, he adds. For the crisis mechanism to take effect, it first has to be triggered by a new board of representatives from each member state. It also includes a sunset clause, which means the Commission's emergency powers over technology platforms automatically expire after three months. All measures under the crisis mechanism will be limited in time and accompanied by safeguards for fundamental rights, says Johannes Barke, the European Commission's coordinating spokesperson for digital economy research and innovation, adding that the Commission will only be able to extend the three-month period upon recommendation by the board, and any use of the crisis mechanism will be made public. 
The commission will not directly intervene in platforms' policies, says Barca, although it can suggest solutions to certain problems, such as hiring more Ukrainian-speaking content moderators. It is unclear whether the platforms could be sanctioned if they rejected the commission's suggestions. The Digital Services Act is part of twin legislation that aims to reinvent the relationship between European lawmakers and major platforms operating within the bloc, such as Facebook, Google-owned YouTube, and Amazon. While the Digital Markets Act, which was agreed upon last month, is an attempt to limit the harm big tech causes European markets, the Digital Services Act aims to tackle the damage platforms can cause European societies. In a negotiating session that lasted 16 hours, lawmakers also agreed that major technology companies will have to share yearly reports with the Commission about the risks their platforms face, such as illegal content or disinformation, and tell EU lawmakers how they plan to tackle them. These rules would work in the same way that those forcing companies that produce new chemicals to report what impacts the substances might have on the environment before they are able to sell the product commercially, says Matthias Vermeulen, public policy director at data rights agency AWO. The EU is trying to do something similar for the digital age. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.